Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Anderson. I decided to end my decade-long love affair with alcohol in 2012 at 29 years old. I chose to live openly as a recovering alcoholic with honesty and humor while figuring it out one day at a time. This space will bring you weekly episodes of my own personal experiences with my addiction and sobriety, as well as me interviewing incredible souls who are living life without drugs and alcohol. This podcast is here to inspire you, empower you, uplift you, and bring you some laughter along the way in your own journey. Sit back, relax, and let's have a time. Hey friends, welcome to episode 47 of the Sober Vibes podcast. I am your host, Courtney Anderson. Welcome to anybody new tuning in and to those who have been listening, welcome back. I love you guys. So we're on episode 47. It's a solo one today and I will be talking upon the subject about getting through cravings, alcohol cravings. But first, I want to share with you guys something new and exciting that will be opening up for enrollment on March 29th, and it is my new monthly coaching program called Sober Focus, and this is for women in any stage really of their sobriety for help, for emotional and physical sobriety, especially that emotional sobriety is huge. The healing process of recovery, you know, I'm very excited for it because it's something that I have a passion about and I understand too. I mean, it can be pretty easy to quit drinking. The act of putting down the sauce can seem pretty easy. And then it's like, okay, shit, I'm fucking sober. Now what? And then you deal with all of this emotional stuff that comes to the surface and learning to cope and learning this new sober lifestyle. So that is where I'm going to help you out. Again, it's a monthly coaching program. Each month there will be a theme and there will be four group coaching calls a month. This isn't, you're not just going to come in and sit on a group coaching call and just listen. This is completely different, very interactive. And again, it launches on Monday. So if you have any questions over the weekend, feel free to reach out to me. You can always hit me up on Insta or email me, sobervives at gmail.com or get ready and check out uh, registration, you can go to courtneyrecover.com on Monday and sign up for there. It's $37 a month. Again, if you sign up for a year, there's a discounted rate. If you sign up for six months, there's a discounted rate. So I'm here for you. And I look forward to seeing you in the Sober Focus coaching group. Now let's get on with today's topic, shall we? So I do have people reach out to me quite a bit especially to when I ask people to tell me what's something hard, what are they struggling with in their sobriety? And the same thing has come up a lot. There's like always the same couple things that comes up. And this is one of them. And it's really how to deal with cravings. When the craving comes up, when the itch comes up, I call the itch craving sometimes, okay? So like itch is a craving. You know, you gotta scratch that itch. But when the craving hits, There's no like huge secret. This is just what has worked for me. And I have explained this to clients before. And you just have to really look at this differently. When that craving hits, I mean, you do have to have 
a belief or some type of willpower of being like, fuck, like I cannot cave to this every time this happens because then are you really trying if you keep caving in? I mean, really trying and doing and pushing through is when you push through those cravings. And these cravings usually only will last, I think there it's like an average between seven to maybe 15 minutes, okay? And I did this too when I had to quit smoking cigarettes, which was way worse than quitting alcohol. So when a craving hits, you do have to push through it. It is a mental fucking game. I'm not going to lie to you on that. It's a mental game, but it's, this is my one secret I have, I have told people to do and recommended, I should say. You have to remember your why. You have to remember your why. And you have to keep putting that in front of every fucking thing else in your, like, your why needs to be at the top of your list. You write to-do lists every day, write out your why. Write out your why in your journal, write out your why on a post-it note, slap it in your car, it, like put it in your wallet, put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day and read it out loud to yourself. So when that craving comes in, again, you're taking seven to, to 15 minutes of this craving and you're going to repeat that why. Keep repeating it to yourself because if you give in, it's just going back to that cycle of that pattern, that cycle of addiction, that toxic relationship that you have with alcohol, and you're never going to get further. I, I get it. Like at some point, you just have to say, I cannot cave into this anymore because this no longer, alcohol no longer suits me. It, I get one step ahead and then 25 steps back when you decide to drink alcohol. That's the reality of the situation. So remembering your why and sticking to that was the number one thing I kept telling myself when these cravings hit. I mean, sometimes those cravings would hit and it took a lot. It takes a lot of energy because you have been so used to dealing and coping and suppressing your emotions for so long. That's why you're drinking, you're bottling it up. You know, usually the majority of people, when they get into their addictions and relationships with with substances and alcohol, it's because they're trying to cover up these emotions, okay? So you're stuck in this pattern. You're stuck in this habit. Remembering your why, and then I always recommend to, even if you have to say your, your why back to yourself like 25 times, it's okay. But on top of that, then you need to start, you need to do something physically during that time to take your mind off of the craving. You could brush your teeth. You could drink some water. You could start cooking something. Sometimes people's cravings, majority of the time people's cravings, I will say, will happen anywhere from the hours. It's like four to six, seven you have to think about your work schedule and what you were doing when you got done with work. It would usually probably be unwinding with a drink. So you could start cooking something. That too, you could find a new hobby in. You could start doing, you could color, you could journal, you could read something, or you could get your ass outside and go for a little walk. There is nothing wrong with going for a little 10 minute walk. You don't have to do 45 minutes worth of walking every time you go for a walk, okay? Just get outside and move your body. And hopefully, you know, where everybody lives, the nice weather is starting to break, you know, get outside, take in some fresh air. During this time too, you can sit and meditate, work on breathing exercises with breath work. That will help too. But you are changing your thought process when the itch comes 
and you are creating a new cycle for yourself. You're creating this new awareness and this new mindset for yourself of just like, okay, I have to be stronger than what I was. You have to believe in something outside of yourself. So again, for a very, very long time, and I still do. I Fiona, my sweet little cat, she's like my higher power man. When I gave up alcohol, I made that promise to her and Matthew and the universe. And I would say, I was like, enough is enough. I can't continue to ruin relationships, lose my little fur pants because alcohol is way more important than these living souls. So I really looked at Fiona sometimes in those cravings and just remembered and played the story back in my head of, you know, looking at that little cat disheveled when she came out from underneath the patio, the next door neighbors underneath their patio, underneath their deck. And it's it was a sad sight. It's a sight I still remember to this day very vividly, you know, with little cobwebs in her whiskers and she looked pathetic. And it's heartbreaking. Same thing for just like with my husband's look of disappointment and just being hurt another time because of a drinking incident. And the hurt I had in the shame of myself of feeling that shame cycle of like, oh, Jesus, what the fuck did I do? And then laying there for a couple days, hung over as fuck, detoxing and withdrawing and just being like, I can't keep doing this. So you have to remember that feeling and your why. And then again, from the why you take it to drink some water, brush your teeth, chew some gum, go outside for a walk, cook some dinner, crafting, get into crafting, just doing something other than just continuously thinking about it. You're going to have days where you do think about it and let yourself down that rabbit hole. But the sooner you implement with helping with cravings, the easier it will become for you. Because once you get taken down that rabbit hole, sometimes it's so, so, so hard to snap back. And then I can understand, I mean, I'm empathetic for anybody who relapses, but I'm just answering this question of people want to know, people think that there's some type of magic cure of getting through cravings. And it's other than just simply you have to do the work on this and you have to be stronger than what you were doing before. That's it my lesson of the day. So I hope this helped for the people who do have this issue that continues to come up. You know, even if you're two years down the road in your sobriety and you're still having cravings come up, you're not fucked up. That's normal. And it's okay to get those cravings. Again, you had a relationship with alcohol for so very long and it is a highly addictive substance. So this shit's just not going to go away overnight. It's a work in progress. Each year in your sobriety and recovery, stuff is different. And you face new things where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm dealing with this now. And I'm so many years sober. But it's just the uh, nature of the beast. And it is. It's a progress. It's an ongoing journey in kind of a discovery within yourself in this new life you want to create and what you want to heal in your previous life of breaking that cycle. Because a lot of breaking the cycle also goes into generational um, patterns and stuff that you've, you've learned from, you know, your mother, your mother's mother, father, father's father. It's crazy, guys. But that's for another day. Because I really do want to get an expert on the show to talk about generational trauma. It's a good one. It is a good one. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, if you have not rated and reviewed the show, would you please give the show some love? 
I really appreciate it. If you ever have any uh, questions for me, if you ever want myself or me and my sister to talk about anything that's going on that you are wondering about in your own sobriety and recovery or family family trauma, shoot the question to me. We'll talk about it on the show. We really do, and I do, love answering this kind of stuff for you and to be a service to you guys. All right, everyone have a beautiful day. And again, if you're interested in my group coaching program, check out CourtneyRecovered.com. Come Monday, I will also have the link in the show notes for you to sign up. All right. Thank you.